Welcome to Doing Time with Joe. I'm your host, Joe Baker, back again with another episode, y'all. In this episode, this is going to be a wrap on the episode that I did with Philip Gardner. So these are my final thoughts about that series of episodes that I did. Um, I wanted to do this series because I am really uh, starting to understand the impact that uh, foster care and DCS, Department of Children's Services, how it impacts uh, a lot of people. And uh, I didn't realize that a lot of the guys that I run into in here uh, at one time or another were in foster care. I had no idea. And when I watched that on TV, it was a situation here in Nashville. I was watching it on TV and they, um, it, was, it was out of control. The kids were sleeping in the offices at DCS. They were sleeping in hospitals. They were getting them uh, hotel rooms. Uh, they were in situations with the foster families that were terrible. Uh, and I couldn't help but wonder, you know, what impact that was having on uh, those kids. And it wasn't until I met a couple of guys in here that. Uh, one was willing to talk to me on the record, which was Philip, and the other, uh, which was not willing to talk to me on the record. These two guys really opened my eyes to uh, how that impacted their lives. And it was so many other guys in here that heard about me asking questions about, had, do you know anybody in here that has been in foster care? and all of that kind of stuff and what their situations were. I had a lot of guys come to me and say, yeah, I was in foster care, but they didn't want to talk about it on the record, this is and that, but they was just like, what are you doing? And I told them what I was doing. I was working on some stuff to do some interviewing and all of this and that, and they declined to do that, And but they was like, you know, I was in foster care too, blah, blah, blah. And it's like dozens of people in here that had been through foster care. I didn't even know how the system worked, but not everybody had a bad situation uh, like Phil did. Not everybody had a bad situation. Uh, I have to say that it was about 70-30, uh, 70% uh, of the people that I talked to, that I talked to, said they had bad situations. The other 30% said it was okay. And I asked, I said, well, what made it okay? They said they were with a good family, I said, and, and sometimes in some cases, they were not with the family of the race that they are. And this was true for black and white, which surprised me. There was a couple of white guys that were with black families that say they were treated nicely and vice versa for some black families. Uh, Philip's case was unique to me, uh, unique. Uh, because it was dealing with a black family. Uh, but when I asked the people that said they had negative, uh, a negative uh, experience, they told me that they believed that it was because it was money involved in it, so it didn't, it wasn't about a real emotional attachment to them and the foster parents. Uh, which surprised me because, you know, the stuff that I see on TV, it shows a different point of view, and that's, I'm sure that that's true, uh, but these guys that I talked to that ended up in here, 
that had negative experiences, they said that the families didn't treat them like they belonged to the family. And they oftentimes excluded them from the activities that the rest of the family participated in. And I, I'm like, dang, you know, uh, this is some real uh, bogus stuff. And then they said the, 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 the accountability is not there, the supervision is not there, and the people that are in charge just would not believe them. No matter what they said or did, they wouldn't believe them. They believed that they were what the foster parents said they were. They were trouble. And I'm saying to myself, if you're in a foster home and the parents are saying, the foster parents are saying that you're trouble, why would you leave them in that home if the foster parents are saying that they're trouble? Wouldn't you want to try to get them in a situation where they were happy and the parents were happy with them, the foster parents? It just makes no sense to me. And then another thing that came to light for me was that I'm talking about almost 100% of the kids of these grown people now that were in foster care, they said that, uh, now, except for two of them, except for two, I want to be right about this, except for two of them, they said that the Department of Children's Services should have done more to help their parents get straight so they could go back with them. Now, I had one case where they were like, they didn't, you know, their parents were molesting them and all this and that, so they were happy. Even though they were in a bad situation, they were better off than they were when they were with the parents, so I get that. Uh, and there was another situation where uh, the child was being beaten a lot, you know what I mean? Because this one guy that I know, he actually killed, he didn't want to talk about it on the record, but he actually killed his father, you know what I'm saying, because he was molesting him. Um, and he ended up in prison because of that. Been in here for over 20, almost 25 years now. And he was a kid. And now I think he's got a chance to go home after they changed that law about juveniles receiving a 51-year life sentence. So I think this guy is getting ready to uh, get an opportunity to go home. But uh, that's scary too because he thought he was going to die in prison. He's not prepared at all for life out there because he never, he never has lived life as an adult, a free adult. So that's scary in and of itself. But the problems with the uh, foster care system uh, are way beyond me and what I understand. I was just curious about the connection between foster care and the number of people that go through foster care that end up in prison. And like I say, I found out that it's a lot of people. I don't have statistics to back up what I'm saying. I couldn't, I wasn't able to get them. Um, but what I will say is look into it for yourselves. After you listen to Philip's story, if it compels you uh, in any way, shape or form, or if it reminds you of something that you've been to, let me hear from you. Uh, if you know somebody in a situation like that, let me hear from you. And I'm going to say this, if you are in a situation like that and life has been one way or the other, look, almost to the number, unanimously, the people in here, what they wanted me to let you know, if you find yourself in a situation like that, if you're in foster care right now, you know somebody in foster care right now, look, don't give up. Don't allow 
what is happening to you now to shape your mind in a way to where you believe that crime is going to help solve the problems that you're dealing with right now. Give yourself a chance. Give yourself a chance because they say once you age out, you're on your own. And that's scary because you, um, you have this distorted view if you're in a bad situation. You have this distorted view of the world and you take that distorted view of the world and apply it to your relationships and your interactions with people in the community and proof in what Philip said is gonna end up bad. It's gonna end up bad. To give you some insight on Philip, uh, one of the reasons that Philip didn't tell you uh, anything about himself in relation to being in prison or anything like that. I wanted to do that by design uh, as far as talk about why he's in here or anything like that because I wanted to do it when I wrap the episodes up in my final thoughts. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it, but Philip is in here for murder now. He's in here for murder. He has a life sentence. Uh, but this man is college educated, uh, but he said to me that having a college education and not dealing with the trauma that you have in your life, right? Having that college education is not going to put you in a situation that is going to make your life better unless you deal with the trauma that you experienced unless you deal with the trauma. The, the, the college education helped him understand how the system worked, how, you know, the field that he graduated in, I think he said sociology and criminal justice. So he understood how the system worked, right? But it was because of his distorted view of the world that he uh, ended up in all the trouble that he's in because he could not make those emotional attachments. And that was a big thing that he was saying about being in foster care. The lack of the emotional attachments causes you to see everybody as an object, as somebody that can be used for your benefit. And trust me when I tell you, that is probably in the top five of what I would say is what happens to you in prison. When you're in prison, you do not have the opportunity to make a healthy emotional attachment. You can make those attachments, right, with somebody else that's just as troubled as you, that is just as broken as you. What do you think that's going to create? Like Philip said, you plant a seed of a tree, a tree is going to grow. A healthy tree is going to grow up straight up, healthy green, this isn't it, blah, blah, blah. A tree, metaphorically speaking, that is troubled, that has trauma, is going to grow up and it'll bend. It's going to be leaning to the left or the right. It's not healthy. That's what you grow up to be when you're traumatized as a child. And that effort that it's going to take to stand up straight, it's going to take work. 
and that work is addressing those issues that made you bend. That's the work. It's gonna take work to do that. And if you can't do that, if you can't put in the work, or you choose not to put in the work, no education, no vocational certificates and training, no church, no religion, it's gonna do anything to rectify that. You can add all of these things, and that's what you see when you uh, deal with people in prison a lot. They add all of these things to their toolbox, education, religion, vocational certificates, all of these things that they think that are going to help them, but they become tools of manipulation, tools of the trade. The education will get people to lower their guard and let them in. The church, the religion will get people to lower their guard and let them in. The vocational certificates will get people to lower their guard and let them in, right? But here's what's gonna happen. That unresolved trauma, the things that have gone on in your life that you did not pay attention to as you got older, that you did not put in the work to rectify, to solve, to mitigate, those things will rear their head. And when they rear their head, here we go. It's gonna rear its head in your professional life and in your personal life. And you're gonna pass on trauma to whomever you're associated with. Now I know that your intentions are good because I see it every day in here. Our intentions are good. We want to stop doing it, but we want to stop doing it without addressing the root cause of what's really going on. We don't want to address the trauma that we have had to deal with in our lives. We want to say, I'm better now because I got this GED. I'm better now because I have this vocational certificate or this degree, an associate's degree or a bachelor's degree. I'm better now. No. You're not better. You're putting a Band-Aid on it. You're putting a Band-Aid on it. And we have to take the time to put in the work. And that's why I want to thank Phil for doing uh, this series with me. Because he put in the work. He took the time. And I think that he's going to be better for it. I don't know what his future holds. Um, but I know that it's going to be better. It's going to be brighter, no matter where he's at, as long as he continues to put in the work. I just want to say that, you know what I'm saying, and I, I hope that you enjoyed this series. I hope that you've enjoyed it, because it is one that I enjoy doing. I learned a whole lot, and I think it's something that's worthwhile to listen to again. <laughs> Click it again and listen to it and share it with your friends on your social media platforms. I uh, appreciate it. Like I've always said, I really appreciate all of you out there. Uh, I really do. Uh, but this has been another episode of Doing Time with Joe, and I say peace, y'all. <laughs>